Yo, I'm Fun. This is Alan Ev. Enjoy. Okay. Welcome back. We're back, bro. We're back. Um, We're back. Thank you. Thank you, everyone that's listening again to another week of Declan. I promise you it's worth it. He really is that guy. <laughs> if you listened last week, we talked about Declan, uh, the really cool things that he's done, the projects that he's done, and his infinite wisdom on branding and his outlook on on the consistency of branding and finding things and adapting that to yourself. If you're listening this week, we're here to talk to Declan about his sobriety journey and how positively, I presume, that has impacted his life and the projects that he works on. Welcome back, Declan. How are you? Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. I got to ask you, bro, because we didn't cover this in the last one. How cool was it to work at I Love Ugly? Oh, it's mean, bro. It was like, it was honestly a dream come true to me. Like, for the first few weeks, I was like pinching my arm every day. Eh? Like, I could not believe it. What do you do? What does your week look like? Like, this is me asking because I'm selfish. Right? Yeah, like, no, it's right? cool. Like, I, I literally have a Google Calendar plan, like, for every day of every week. And uh, so what I do is digital advertising. So I run all the, like, ad campaigns for I Love Ugly, making sure that we're getting in people's faces. Um, and, yeah, it consists of a lot of, like, analyzing data, looking at trends, making sure that we're, like, targeting the right people in the right places, but then like, there's a whole another other side to my job, which is just like the creative concepting side of things, which is just like working with uh, my teammates to create like advertisements that we think will stick and like engage with people and like represent the brand well. Um, always just trying to hit that nail on the head of like reaching the right people with the right ads. What have been your like biggest, like biggest wins or coolest things that you've done while you've been at I Love Ugly in terms of like perhaps really cool campaigns that you've worked on? Um, yeah, the Black Friday was an awesome campaign that we worked on that generated a lot of success. I think what was cool about that is how like uh, how much buzz we were able to generate among like uh, people in New Zealand just for the actual campaign. Um, like I can't get into the specifics obviously just because like it's a little bit like uh, top secret info but I, I will say that it went really really well and um yeah i think that's probably one of my highest points of being at the company damn that is cool bro are you guys are you guys remote or are you like a little bit of in office a little bit of out office or pretty much in office bro pretty much in office like where possible um you know obviously if people have to like self-isolate or you know, if they have kids at home or stuff, like, you know, you work from home, you can work from home if you're studying or whatever. Um, I personally don't have, like, any obligations like that, so I'm in the office, like, majority of the time. And last one before we get into it is, um, what is your favorite, like, part about working at I Love Ugly? Is it the mug or is it the hat or, or what is it? Oh, bro, it's a combination of the mug and the hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, um, yeah, um, I, I guess just getting to work right. with, like, such creative people you say such creative people yeah yeah just like just like people who have like a really similar mindset to me when it comes to success and self-development and like creativity uh yeah i think it definitely brings together a certain group of people who have like similar mindsets about life that's crazy bro all right let's get into this potty eh? i want to talk to you in the next sort of 15 minutes or so about sobriety bro i want to talk about what it means to you i want to talk about how others could could potentially incorporate it into their lives Mm. um and i want to talk about like sort of your your journey with it because i think it is a really cool thing i think it is a really important thing um and i think it could be really beneficial to a lot of people because as you say uh us kiwis tend to be the opposite of sober 
Yeah. Um, so, bro, what's what's sobriety to you, and what's your journey been with it? Uh, yeah, sobriety to me just is like I really just enjoy living like a sober life. That might sound really boring or lame, but um, yeah, I, for the longest time, I just didn't think that was an okay mindset to have. I thought it had to be fun to drink. It had to be fun to get high. Um, you know, you're only cool if you like smoke durries. Like I had like as silly as it sounds to me now, like these are all some really toxic mindsets that I just had. And um, now just being free of those like fake rules, I guess I just love my life. I have so much free time, so much extra money to like save, invest, buy clothes if I want to, like um, have have spare cash left over for emergencies. Um, having a Friday night to just like chill out with my girlfriend, watch like Netflix or like, you know, read or like go for a walk or a hike, like having my mornings, bro, like early mornings back is like the craziest thing. Um, yeah, I love just getting up early for a good sunrise walk. Uh, and it's just, yeah, just appreciating the little things. I eh? like a cup of coffee or a candle or like, you know, just, just the sound of the birds outside. Like it, it probably sounds so cheesy, bro, but these are just things you take for granted when you shit face all the time and when all you're looking forward to is that next night out or like that next bottle of like whiskey or some shit. Like it, it sounds cliche, but it's so true. Bro. And it's, it's like a real, like, um, like you talk about it really casually, really well too. Like you kind of like rush over that stuff, but it is genuinely like really like, it's a really serious thing, bro. Like when you are mm. in that phase of just like, fuck man, I can't wait for the weekend instead of yeah. like, I'm going to enjoy the week right now. And on the weekend, I'm going to also enjoy the weekend. You know, like I think it's, mm. I think it's really overlooked, bro. Like you say, like the little things. And I think a lot of people probably aren't even aware of that. How did you sort of become aware of the fact that you were probably like partying too much? Like, did it become a really massive, like you can go in depth or like as shallow as you want, because it is a pretty touchy topic. But what, what sort of like, what, what led you to be like, you know, maybe this has gone too far. Yeah. Like, first of all, I want you to know, you can like ask whatever questions you want. Like I'm so transparent about this. I can go like as deep as you want me to go on it. Go um, deep, brother. Not go afraid. Deep. Um, deep. What led me to like realize was probably like the last time I drank, uh, I couldn't get out of bed the entire Sunday. I had made, like I promised plans to my partner that we'd like go to the zoo and like have this nice day. And I did not get out of bed until like five or 6 p.m. Um, all I ate that day was like Maccas. <laughs> like it was just a terrible day for me. I felt like shit. I was still drunk. And like I think I just decided that next day that I would never drink again. Jesus. Was like, like it, a- it, it probably doesn't sound that bad. Like that might just be standard for some people because like to, to a certain degree that was standard for me for a while and I just accepted that. But I guess – I had been sober for a year prior and then just kind of started drinking again. Cause I thought, okay, fuck it. Like I can prove that I don't need to drink. Like I can drink just casually, but like slowly, but surely I'd started to get like into this um, pattern again of just like drinking every weekend and each weekend it was getting worse and I was drinking more and spending more money and like feeling worse the next day. And it just reached that point of like, all right, fuck. Like I guess like I just don't have the genes to just have a couple with the bros, you know? So you, were like partying and then you went sober and then you went back to drinking and then we went sober again what what's yeah. like the what's the what's the timeline on that for you i know it you know it but not yeah else knows it. um like do you want me to go back to the very beginning from when i was like i don't know like 12 13 14 or you just want me to like yeah, right. run over the, yeah. all right i feel like that might be helpful for people because mm. like if you're in a similar situation i want you to know that it's like 
you can break free from that. Um, I started drinking when I was 11. <laughs> like, um, I was just in an environment that would allow me to like sneak a beer or sneak a rum or whatever and go up to my room and like the parents would be out and I'd just like shut my door, open a window, uh, play my music, like go on Facebook and just like smoke a diary out the window and like smash back a rum and no one would notice. Mm. Um, and then like, as that progressed and I got a little bit older, I fell in with friends who I just thought were like, Oh no, th- these are cool people. And, um, you know, like at the end of the day, those are still like my, my truest friends. Like I love those guys, mm. but like all we did was just like sit around, like smoke weed. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like that's what you truly enjoy doing. But I just knew in my soul that like, I felt like I was wasting my time, but I just, I thought if I didn't do that, like I wasn't normal, I, I wouldn't fit in with anyone. So like my entire high school years was pretty much just like smoking weed every weekday, getting shit faced every weekend, going to parties, getting drunk, like going to hospital. Cause I drank too much. Like that happened one time. My dad had to come pick me up and I had the body IV drift my arm. I was like 15, 16 years old. Um, yeah. And then like, as I got older, you know, I reached like legal drinking age, 18, I was able to go out. Um, I, I had somehow still managed to hold some semblance of a life together. Like I'd secured like a full-time office job and stuff. So I just thought, ah, oh, fuck it. I have it together. Like now I'm getting with this weekly paycheck and I live at home. Like every weekend I just go out and splash like 200, $300, like Ubers drinking, like cigarettes. Like I was smoking so much cigarettes and, um, yeah, bro, it just, it just kind of all added up and it compounded to a level where I moved overseas to Canada for a job. And in my first month there, I got like so shit faced, just like completely embarrassed myself in front of like all my new flatmates. And just like, I was like, man, this has to stop. Mm. So I stopped drinking for a, a year. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I quit all of it. Um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I stopped completely. Uh, I came back to New Zealand, like sure enough, like old habits started to creep back in. I thought, oh man, I can just like, I can just have a like glass of whiskey. Like it's cool. And so I just started drinking again and it was fine for a little while. I'd say for like the first six months, it was fine. And then it just started to get worse. And yeah. And then in like August last year was the last time I drank. Was it hard to both times? Was it hard to stop? Honestly, bro, no. Like both times, it just seemed like I had no other option. Um, Like I would say like quitting cigarettes was really hard. And that was the first time that I like just quit everything together. And also quitting weed was really hard. Like I quit weed when I was in my last year of high school. Um, So quitting weed was really hard. Quitting cigarettes was really hard. Drinking, like, and this is obviously a super unique experience. Like I'm I'm not saying it's easy to quit drinking at all. Like that, that is not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying for me personally, like I had let it get to a stage where I felt like I had hit rock bottom and I just had no other option. Was there like, because there probably are people that will listen to this that might have similar experiences or like a friend. Was there like, and again, each to their own, this might not work for everyone, but <clears throat> was there useful strategies or tips or like things that you did? For example, drinking was really easy. You had nothing else to do but mm. get better. But like smoking both fronts, was there like anything that helped you because it was harder than drinking to quit? Was there anything that helped you stop smoking? yeah bro like having a community of people going through the same thing um to keep you accountable and like as bad as it sounds like almost a sense of competitiveness like to see how long you can last like Mm. when you hit day 365 it feels great to go and post like 
somewhere that like people will start congratulating you and stuff. Yeah. So um, I've been on Reddit since I was like, I don't know, 14. Um, I used to use it to like browse weed forums and stuff like, <laughs> and then eventually it migrated to like, there's a subreddit called leaves that I joined, which is just about people like struggling with marijuana and like trying to quit. Mm. And uh, what I found there is like, you know, like it's like, it's okay to like feel like you're addicted to marijuana. Like you're not a weirdo. Like there's a such like um, narrative that like you can't get addicted to weed. Like don't be silly. Like it's, it's just a mental thing, but like you go to that subreddit leaves and you see people like seriously struggling. People have lost their families, their jobs, years of their life. Like I'd say half the people in that subreddit are like 65 and older. Like people who have just started smoking weed when they're 18 haven't been able to kick it and they're like finally just like all right this is enough um having that community really helped me uh it took about like three months and like um even a bit of therapy like i was lucky enough to receive some help from my dad who let me like go to a few therapy sessions which like is quite expensive here in new zealand so like i'll always be immensely grateful for that um and then smoking was like a similar thing no therapy but like there's just a subreddit called stop smoking and there you can kind of just go and keep yourself accountable. You can read other people's experiences. It also just helped for me to like read research that was like posted in those subreddits of like the actual effects, like the harmful effects that these substances have on your brain. And you're actually like able to see like in detail the research conducted and like just how bad these things are for you and like how much better you can be. Cause like a lot of people just think, Oh, well I've got this far. Like I'm never going to be healthy again. Like even if I quit, so I may as well just quit, keep smoking. But it's like you you recover, like your your lungs get better, uh, your heart rate returns to normal. Like this shit happens if you quit for long enough. So being able to see that there actually were like long term benefits for me, like to quit, that was really important. Bro, two things out of that last one is it is crazy. Like for me, especially when I see like how bad stuff is for you, it's so easy to be like, oh, it's bad for me, right? Mm. Like even if even if you look at Maccas or even if you look at whatever, and you genuinely see like what happens in your body and to your brain bro that is scary man like it's enough to be like nah i'm good it's a big one eh and we don't want to look at it you know like we, we try like, to divert oh, our eyes i know it's bad i'm not gonna look yeah you know? but like bro and the other thing as well with smoking is it's something like if you stop before 40 to 44 you can actually go back to like an almost normal um like risk level in terms of like i think it's like heart disease and, and stuff like that and some other like health related diseases you can go back to almost the same risk level as someone who's never smoked in their life if you stop yeah like, if you stop young enough which is there really was interesting. there was this great app i used um for anyone who's struggling who might be struggling with this or has a family member it's just called smoke free and what it would do is you log every day that you don't smoke and it has like these little trackers like these little circles and it relates relates like List like all the stuff that you're getting better in, it'll be like 90, 90% better. Like every day that goes by, you get a little bit percent better, like heart rate and like things return to normal and your like risk of stroke decreases and stuff. And uh, bro, that is like just so rewarding to see. Bro, that is super cool. So what I'm getting out of that is accountability. So like um, subreddits and stuff are really good for you. Mm. Community as well. Subreddits again were really good. And another thing I got out of that was um, like a little bit of education, but support as well, bro. Like, so mm. even how you said you were able to go to therapy, like your dad paid for you to go to therapy. Like, I think like the notion of feeling supported and comfortable around those loved ones and those close to you to 
admit that you need help and to like get support like i think that's that's a that's a really big one as well that would have helped as well yeah and a lot of times like there's going to be people who are in a position where their loved ones won't be supportive or they don't have loved ones or their friends aren't going to be supportive and you know it's just like that's where those communities and those apps and stuff come really in hand is like when you feel isolated from those who feel are like closest to you and you just you need someone to talk to or vent to or keep you accountable that's hella cool bro do you feel when you look back at it now like you're going strong you're sober you're loving life um when you look back at it now do you ever look back at it and think about it do you ever think like do you ever feel regret do you ever feel like you know ashamed of yourself or do you sort of accept it for what it was and like that's the past in your you now shame is like it's something uh like i understand it's not something good to hold on to but like i definitely definitely feel shameful for like some of the like stuff i've done some of the stuff i've said like how i've embarrassed myself like it's hard not to look back and just cringe but i guess like it's just important to realize that like people change and you can just like you don't have to hold on to that guilt and that shame because like you know at the end of the day you're you're not that person that person was a completely different version of you that person was like also like intoxicated you know that person made the choice to be there like you wouldn't make that choice today and it's like yeah it's definitely something i need to work on but yeah there's definitely like elements of shame for sure I gotta say, bro, it's actually like it's really cool, like having you open up completely. Like a lot of people would probably like kind of duck it, or they might, you know, not open up as much. But for me, and I'm sure for everyone listening so far, like it's actually really cool to hear the act, like the everything, the full story, the full genuine, the full like this was me. I'm better now, um, and I think it shows hope as well for others that that might be where you are. How much better is your life? like now bro like like how much of an effect do you think being sober has on your life like in your podcast um which again if people haven't listened to they should listen to on this friday hour we talked about like from my perspective i'll go sober for a month or two at a time when i have a massive tournament coming up for touch and that's from like a from an athletic perspective that gives me a physical edge as opposed to if i was drinking every weekend like Mm. for you like you might not play like touch but like i'm sure you're active i'm sure that you are experiencing a lot of good things from being sober with your life in general like uh, what's it what's it like bro compared to when you weren't oh bro it's night and day difference um i think the thing is i wouldn't be able to do half the stuff i'm doing right now if i wasn't sober i wouldn't be able to live in like the pretty like in my opinion nice apartment i've finally been able to afford i wouldn't have like an emergency fund i wouldn't be investing and like being able to dabble in crypto and like discover like how i can make finance my money like work for me i wouldn't be able to like yeah have my podcast i wouldn't be able to create my tiktoks i wouldn't have the time the energy the motivation for that shit i wouldn't be able to like be the kind of like partner i need to be as well right like like i wouldn't be keeping to plans like i am now i wouldn't be able to budget for stuff like that um i would just be flaky i would feel like shit um i'd be broke like it's night and day bro i'm just like i'm on my way to like creating my dream life and i could only do it sober bro that's so cool man like i i think even um bro like for me like compared to some of my mates i don't go drop hundreds of dollars in the club like on the weekends like i like you said bro it means i can spend you know money each month on hosting a podcast and doing Mm. something that i genuinely care about or like i can 
like you said, bro, like I can see an investment opportunity. All right, sweet. Let me put a hundred bucks on this coin. Let me put a yeah. hundred bucks in this crypto. Let me see the stock. Oh, let me put a hundred bucks in. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Because I don't drink every weekend and go like, you know, gamble or like buy like drugs or smokes or whatever. I have 150 bucks extra I can invest each week. You know, like yeah. how, how cool is that? Do you think, um, do you think like the sobriety hour like is also a means for you to sort of preach that lifestyle? Like what's your plan with that? Like, do you really want to preach that? Like it's not so much about preaching in my opinion, like uh, the way I see it, and this might be controversial, but I think there are people who can handle their drink, like people yeah. who can just sit around and have a few with their bros and have a wine at dinner and shit and just like be happy. Or like even people who like to go out and club and party and shit. And that's just like, that's just what they do. That's just, they're completely happy. That's how they like to live their life. I don't judge that at all. Like I, I love that for them. Mm. I'm just not that type of person. Um, I just inherently don't like drinking, but when I start drinking, I can't stop. And I think there's people out there that are like that. And like that kind of drinking inevitably like becomes a snowball effect that like ruins your life. Right. Cause you, you just feel like you can't stop even though you don't love it and you don't love the consequences that come from it. So I'm not here to preach to the people who like drinking to stop drinking. I'm here to preach to the people who don't like drinking that like it's possible to stop and it's okay to stop and you can have a better life if you do stop. That's hella cool, brother. Bro, I love that outlook on life. Thank you so much for that, bro. I, I think that's a main place to, to stop. It's a bit of a shorter, sharp episode than the last one, but that's all it needs to be, man. Do you want to give yourself a little bit of a plug? Um, and I'll say thank you very much. We'll be on our way. Yeah, well, first of all, bro, I just want to thank you for having me on specifically about this topic. Like, I know it's not a popular topic. It's not a fun topic. It's kind of serious. Like, <laughs> I just appreciate that you're, like, willing to, like, make content about this stuff because I, I believe personally that it's really important. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, like, letting me share my story. Some but, fun, bro. yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram on my personal, which is just Declan underscore underscore short. Uh, you can follow my podcast on Instagram, which is just at the sobriety hour. Uh, both those places I put out content about sobriety, personal finance, self-development. You can also follow me on TikTok again, Declan underscore underscore short. Mean brother. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you everyone who's listened. Um, I appreciate you listening as always. I appreciate when you send me a message and tell me that you like it. I appreciate it when you share it. Um, obviously we're trying to grow the potty and, and, and have more combos like this and, and, when I get the support from people, it really helps me. So thanks so much. Catch you on the next episode of Alan Ev. Much love. Take care of yourself till next time and cheer. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Alan Ev with me, the host Finn Barnett. And uh, it, whether it was me or just uh, another guest that was on there as well, go check them out if there was a guest on here. Um, if you want some more Alan Ev, go to alanav.com. That's the hub for everything that you need. Um, all the Instagram, the social media, the YouTube, the extra stuff, the recommendations, the newsletters, the everything, all the value adds, it's all at alanav.com. So that's the best bang for buck. If you're an Instagram kind of guy or gal or whatever, uh, check out at alanav podcast uh, that's our handle for instagram tiktok um, and i think just about everything else as well so more alanav go check us out at alanav.com see you on the next episode of alanav thanks for listening see you soon Cheers.